It's good to be the king. Everybody wants to be the king. We even have that little Disney movie of the Lion King, you know? I just can't wait to be king. I'll be here all week. Uh, get that on Disney. Lion King. Yeah, we like kings. Kings have it good. He who has the gold makes the rules. Isn't that the golden rule? Yeah, we like to think of kings as kind of up on their high horse in their palace. They're sitting on their fancy couches, eating their fancy food in their castle, watching the chiefs. It's good to be king. Yeah. Well, here's the deal, though. If you're going to be king, and at least in biblical terms, the best image we have of a king is a, a shepherd. Now, even that might sound okay to you in modern terms. Like, yeah, shepherd. I'm answering to nobody. I got my sheep. I get to tell all my little sheep what to do, and I'll lead them where they want to go. And if I say go here, by golly, my sheep are going there. I'm king of my sheepfold. I'm the king shepherd. All right, so if you're going to be king in biblical sense, you got to be a shepherd king. And that's really what our, our readings give us today. After all, Jesus is the king of kings. He is the king. Uh, but he's also a shepherd. And he gives us that beautiful 23rd Psalm today that says, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. We have the beautiful readings from Ezekiel about shepherding. So, all right, you want to be king. Great. It is good to be king. But here's maybe three things that you hadn't thought about to be king and shepherd. First off, being a shepherd, even a shepherd king, it's messy. Okay, it's, it's not all sitting on your, your couch eating fancy food, watching the chiefs, okay? To be a shepherd king is messy. In fact, I, uh, I actually got to know some actual shepherds when I was in the Holy Land, you know, that actually care for the little flocks of sheep that are just the ones talked about in the scripture. <clears throat> and uh, I was talking with one of these shepherds one time, and he's like, you people, you have it all wrong. You love the image of like that good shepherd that, that puts the sheep on his shoulders. You know the one, it's so cute. The sheep is all cuddly and lovable and huggable, and the shepherd puts it on its shoulders, you know, like a little cat that you would just want to pet. Okay, well, here's what the shepherd told me. He said, now, you know why the sheep is on my shoulders? Look at my hands. I am grabbing on with all I have to hold that sheep on my shoulders because he keeps running away and he's going to hurt himself. I'm saying the food is over here and the sheep goes the other way. And I am holding him on my neck because that's the only way I can get him to follow me. I have to hold him there so he won't run away. And you know what he does? In gratitude for me forcibly carrying him to the food, he goes to the bathroom on my neck. Yeah, that's what it really means to, to be a shepherd. That little image of the sheep on the shepherd's shoulders, that's what it's really about. So maybe the first rule of being a shepherd king means that it's messy. It's a lot more messy than you think. Okay, and you who are shepherd kings of your own family, parents out there, you know what this is like. You have your lovable, huggable little kids, don't you? They're just always so nice and they go wherever their parent shepherd kings tell them. No, yeah, I, I see the parents. They're like nudging their little sheep right now saying, see, you're not so good, are you? Uh-huh, it's not always easy to be a shepherd because it's messy. Kids are messy. They don't go where you tell them to. They run around and they're likely to get hurt. Okay, so number one, being a shepherd is messy. So maybe you hear that and you say, all right, well, you know what? I'm smart. 
I don't want to be one of the, the lowly shepherds that actually wants to be with the sheep. I want to be an executive shepherd. Yeah, I, I'll sit in my little royal palace as executive shepherd king. And I will like make a spreadsheet of other shepherds who go out and, and put the sheep on their shoulders and things like that. While I am warm and cuddly by my fire in my palace watching the chiefs. Okay, well, here's, here's the deal. Rule number two about being a shepherd king, it's personal. Y yeah, there is no executive shepherd. All shepherds are their own shepherd of their own sheep. The sheep know their voice. They follow them. We've heard that. It means you are one-on-one -on -one with your sheep. Shepherds, we know, uh, they spend their whole life with their sheep. They follow their sheep all day. They sleep with their sheep. They are the gate for the sheep. They literally make a little pen and they sleep in the doorway so that the sheep don't run away. If you are a shepherd, it is personal. You are with your sheep all the time so that they know your voice, you know your sheep. This is a beautiful image then for the shepherd king that we celebrate today, Jesus Christ. The, think of the, the beautiful first reading from Ezekiel. When the other shepherds are doing it wrong, God himself says, no, no, I will come. I myself will come and shepherd my sheep. If anyone had cause to sit back and say, I'm above all this, it would be God. But he says, no, you know what? My sheep are in trouble. They're lost. They're scattered. They're in dark places. I'm not going to send somebody else. Shepherding is personal. So God says, I will come and I will be their shepherd. It's personal. You got to get involved. You got to get down in the, the mess. And if you're a good shepherd, like Pope Francis reminds us, you're going to smell like the sheep. And newsflash, that's not so nice. Sheep don't actually smell good. Okay? So that's you. If, if you're going to be a shepherd king, all right, number one, it, it's messy. And, and number two, there's no getting out of it. You got to get down in the mess. That's really what our, our gospel is about today, isn't it? We're going to stand before God. And, you know, we've got these categories of people, people who are hungry, people who are thirsty, people who are naked, they have no clothes, people who are in prison, they're sick. You know, we might look at our country in America and say, yeah, we're a pretty good country. The poor are pretty well taken care of here. We have lots of programs. You know, if, if you're in need, you can go get assistance somewhere. There's, there's welfare. There's, there's homeless shelters. There's, there's people I know that go visit people in prison. So we might be able to sit back here on our Sunday morning and say, you know what? Yeah, those people that need food and drink and clothing and visiting, people take care of them. Other people. Well, if we read our gospel... Jesus says pretty clearly, no, um, I was in prison, hungry, naked, thirsty, and you did not visit me. Oh, but Lord, no, no, no. When did I not pay my taxes so that, that there would be welfare? And when did I not uh, support people who would go visit people in prison? And, and when did I not, you know, think about uh, the, the food kitchen? And I know poor people are served there all the time, Lord. What, what are you talking about? No, no, when did you... When did you not do this? It's easy for us, I think, to sit back, not in a palace necessarily, but distant from the muck of everything and say, well, the poor are taken care of. If you personally have never been to the food kitchen and served a meal to a hungry person, 
Look out. If you have never personally actually given some of your clothes to someone who didn't have any, if you have never personally had someone come to your door who needed a drink of water and given it to them, and if you have never personally visited someone who, okay, prison, literally, but maybe just someone who's homebound with COVID, if you have never personally done these things, then you're not a good shepherd king. You're not in it. You're not really involved. You're watching somebody else do it. Jesus gives us the most perfect example of getting personally involved. God himself said, you know what? My sheep are so messed up. I will actually leave heaven and take on human nature and get down as far as you can get down into human nature and become human myself. Being a shepherd is personal. So you want to be king? It's messy and it's personal. No executive shepherds. Finally, the third thing you, know, you want to know if you want to be king? You want to be king? Great. But even if you are thinking you're, you're king and the king is the top of the top, there's always somebody else above you in authority. Everybody has someone that they need to be obedient to. You think, well, I'm a shepherd. I, I, I've got the whole fields. I get to water. I got it. No, no, no. Think about that beautiful 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We think it's all just kind of sweet and neat. Remember who wrote that? King David wrote that Psalm. And, and he himself grew up as a shepherd, so he knows. But you think of King David, he is the most powerful person that ever lived in the history of Israel. He is the best, greatest king. He was top of the top. He's the one when you say, I just can't wait to be king. You think of David. He could sit in his palace and, and send other people off to war. And, and he did, and he got in trouble for it. David was top of the top. So when he says, the Lord is my shepherd, that is a radical statement. That is the top of the top person saying, no, no, uh, there's someone above me who's my shepherd. In fact, in light of him, I'm just a mere sheep. That's, what, that's, that's why it's radical. David is saying, you know what? You think I'm king? You think I'm top of the top? You think I can do whatever I want because I'm king? No, no, I'm a mere sheep. I get to be drug around by my ears and put on the back of the real shepherd. And who's the shepherd? He says, the Lord, Adonai, Yahweh. He is my shepherd. And compared to him, I'm just a mere sheep. So the third lesson of being a shepherd king is you too have to be obedient. The best example you can give of how to be a leader to those below you is to show that you know how to be a follower and be submissive to the one above you. Parents, keep that in mind. When you're trying to rule your little sheep, best thing they can do is see parents go to confession, say, Lord, I mess up. I'm under you. They need to see their parents say, we are going to mass every weekend no matter what, because that's what a king does. He rules, he governs, he orders those under him. And the best way to do that is to humbly say, I too am a man under authority. Like the centurion says to Jesus in the scripture. You are under someone else's authority, even if you are the top of the top. So you want to be a... You want to be king. You think it just can't wait to be king. It would be great. Okay, then that's, that's not bad. Whenever we hear our baptismal call to be priest, prophet, and king, we probably think priest and prophet. I really don't know what that's about. But king, that sounds cool. I want to be king. All right. Well, then it's going to be messy. You're going to get down at a bunch of sheep doo-doo. 
and sleep with them and put them on your shoulder and have them go to the bathroom trying to lead them around where they don't want to go. That's part of being a shepherd king. Two, you can't give it to somebody else. You can't sit back and say, well, the sheep are taken care of. No, no, you got to get down there. You got to be the one when the wolf comes, you are right there because you are with them. When a sheep is wandering away, you know its name and you can call it back. You sleep in the gate, you feed them, you bring them food. You are personally involved with your sheep and you smell like the sheep. And finally, even if you are top of the top and you are king, you are still a mere sheep compared to the king of kings, Jesus Christ. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. Because Jesus doesn't ask us to do anything he didn't do. You want to be king with Jesus? What did Jesus do? He got down in the muck of sin and death. Personally involved? It doesn't get more personal than the cross right there. That's personally involved for your sheep. And even the king of kings, as we see in our second reading today, at the end, what does he do? Even Jesus prostrates humbly before his father and says, here it is. All of creation. I died for it. It's all mine, and Heavenly Father, I give it all to you. Jesus himself knew obedience. It's messy, it's personal, and it still requires humble obedience, even to be king. So yeah, it's, you want to be king? Good, good. It is good to be king, but it's not easy.